God is indeed in this place, friends. And as we prepare to receive God's word for us this day, it comes from the gospel of Luke. And we've, we've read a number of Luke's gospels uh, throughout the year. And today we are reading from Luke's gospel the story of Zacchaeus. It might be a very familiar story to a lot of us, but... The good news of the gospel is that God's spirit can move and teach us new things no matter how many times we've read a story. So I invite you uh, to join with me in reading and hearing and receiving these words of scripture today. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to try and see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. May God add blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of this portion of God's holy word. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated and let us turn to God in an attitude of prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I am and have always been short. Today that manifests in wearing platform shoes or heels or in case of the pulpit in our chapel getting a box to stand on so that I can be seen over that huge pulpit. I have always been short, and today it manifests in certain ways, but as I was little, when I was little, it manifested in a lot of bullying, in a lot of being made fun of. And I remember thinking about how that bullying affected me, how being short and being told that that was a deficiency prevented me from living more confidently and living as the person that I should have been living as. I was always made fun of for being short and called names in school and in dance. I didn't have the right body. I didn't have all of these things that you're supposed to have as a kid. Well, when I was in fourth grade, when I was nine years old, I auditioned for a play at the Arkansas Arts Center Children's Theater of Ramona Quimby. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Beverly Cleary books, but this was a play based on that book series by Beverly Cleary. And in the play, Ramona was supposed to be in second grade, and I was in fourth grade. But because I was short, I got cast as Ramona Quimby as a second grader in that play. And for the first time, I realized that those words of others about my shortcomings, pun intended, 
would not prevent me from doing something important. That the words that others said about me or the perceived deficiencies that I thought that I had was not all that there was. Isn't that what we all want? We all want to know that no matter what we think about ourselves, no matter the words that others say to put us down, that we can do something important with our lives and that we can make a difference. Our story today, the story of Zacchaeus, I mentioned might be familiar to a lot of us. Familiar because of the song that many of us have sung throughout history of growing up in church and Sunday school and vacation Bible school and children's choir that goes something like Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he could see. But the Savior passed that way and looked up in that tree and said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, but a happy man was he, for he had seen the Lord that day, and a happy man was he. We know this story, and we know this song, and they seem to be, on the surface level, very simple. Simple story. Happy Zacchaeus. But like so many scriptures, when we dig in a little deeper, it's not always quite as simple. Because Zacchaeus in this story was not a simple man. And while we hear this song and think how happy it is, how joyous, how simple of wee little man Zacchaeus, happy Zacchaeus, interacting with Jesus, the Lord, the Savior that he saw, People who were witnessing this and people who were receiving the story would not have thought it was quite that simple. The story begins as part of Jesus' going around and traveling. He is teaching and preaching and changing lives. In Luke's gospel in particular, he's healing a lot of people. And so our scripture begins telling us that he was passing through Jericho. And Jesus at this point is on his way to Jerusalem, to that fateful time we know where he entered Jerusalem on the back of a donkey and it led to his execution there. So Jesus is traveling through Jericho and there he meets a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and was wealthy, scripture tells us. Now, Zacchaeus is this chief tax collector, would have been in charge of a lot of people in this region collecting taxes for the Roman government. And he would have had people that worked for him to collect taxes from the Jewish people, his people. But the tax collectors had a lot of power. And when they said you had to pay something, you had to pay it. And so most of the time, in order to make more money, the tax collectors would ask for more than was required by the government so that they could pocket some of the money. That's why tax collectors in scripture were viewed as not great people, because they were crooks, they were thieves. They were taking from people who were hard earners, and they were pocketing the money for themselves. 
Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, meaning that he was in charge of all of this that was going on, and he would have been reviled and hated by the Jewish people who viewed him as a tool of the oppressive government and, again, as a thief. But this thief Zacchaeus, this hated and reviled man, realized that there was something that was missing, perhaps. Or perhaps he was just curious about this man named Jesus that he had heard grumblings about around the area. And so he hears that Jesus, that this rabbi who has been healing people and preaching this gospel and changing all these lives is going to be traveling through town. And he wants to get a look. He just wants to see. And he can't because he, like me, has a short people problem. And so he goes and he climbs up in a sycamore fig tree. Those trees had branches that would go all the way down to the ground, so they were really easy to climb. And he climbs up in this tree just to get a glimpse to see what's going on. But little did he know that Jesus would see him. Jesus, this rabbi, this one that is traveling, this one that everybody has come to see, sees Zacchaeus up in that tree. And he calls out to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. This word must there that Jesus says has this connotation in Greek of a a need, of a commandment. He must do this. He has been commanded by by the essence of his being to go and stay at Zacchaeus' house. I must stay at your house today, Jesus said. So, Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed him gladly. But all of the people saw this and they began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Again, tax collectors were reviled and hated. Why this man? Maybe they were jealous that Jesus picked Zacchaeus to go and to stay with. Maybe they were astounded because normally people didn't just invite themselves over to others' homes. Hospitality was a huge deal. It was a huge deal in ancient Israel. And in in that area at the time, people would often leave the doors of their homes open for people to come in and for travelers to take a load off. It was normal for people to welcome strangers. That was something that you were supposed to do as a person of the Jewish faith. You were supposed to have a home that was open and welcoming, but you weren't supposed to invite yourself to someone else's home unannounced like Jesus does. But Jesus did that because he wanted to be with Zacchaeus. He didn't just want to have a periphery relationship with Zacchaeus. He wanted to get to know him, to have a relationship with him. And here's why. Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. You see, Zacchaeus defends himself against those onlookers, against their accusations that he's a sinner and that he's a thief. And he says, look, 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 
I'm going to do good, I promise. He may have heard those grumblings from these folks before. He knows what his reputation is. He knows what people think about his job. There are many jobs that people have, and they know what people say about people in those jobs. (laughs) I have a friend who works as an IRS agent. She says, people really don't like to talk to me at parties. Right? Zacchaeus knew what people were saying, and so he goes to defend himself, but Jesus beats him to it. And you notice that when Jesus says that I have come, salvation has come to your house, Zacchaeus, he doesn't say it's because of what you just said. It's because you just said you're going to give everything to the poor. Jesus doesn't say it's because of that. He said it is because this man is the son of Abraham. And because the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. In other words, Zacchaeus is a child of God. Zacchaeus is a child of God. And salvation has come to his house. Not because of what he has done. But because of whose he is. A child of God. As we hear this story, I imagine many of us may be thinking about that wee little man. (laughs) That wee little man who was just happy because he had seen the Lord. But Zacchaeus doesn't just see Jesus. Jesus sees Zacchaeus and brings him into relationship. Not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Jesus has given him an identity that is separate from whatever words someone might say about him. An identity that is separate from whatever he might think about himself. And an identity that is rooted not in anything that he does, but it is rooted in who he is. And because of that... Because of that identity that is given to him by Jesus, he is able to know like I did all those many years ago that he can do something important. That he can be a part of something important. That's what happens when we seek Jesus. And we don't have to get it all right in order for God to meet us halfway. I imagine there are a lot of people sitting in metaphorical sycamore trees wondering if their lives, if their pasts, if the words that people have said about them Keep them at a distance from Jesus. They just want a glimpse. A glimpse of hope. A glimpse of an identity that is not based on their faults and their failures, but an identity based on the grace of God. 
And that's what we find in this story. This reassurance that no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter what's been done to us, no matter the words said about us, no matter the words we say to ourselves, that if we are claimed and we are claimed as children of God, that we can do something important. That God has a role for us to play for all those other folks sitting in sycamore trees. All those other folks wanting to know that they are loved and they are cherished. And that this world of seeming hopelessness is not all that there is. That there is something more. At a previous church that I served, we went through a process trying to figure out what discipleship looked like at our church. And as part of that process, we decided, well, if we're going to talk about discipleship, we have to talk about what exactly a disciple is. <laughs> and you can imagine that there were lots of different opinions. <laughs> because while a disciple is one who follows Jesus, a disciple is one who follows, so to be Jesus' disciple, you're following Jesus. How much following is required before you get that title? <laughs> and at the end of the day, what we as a collective came up with was that even people who seek Jesus, who want to see Jesus, who want to know the love of God, if they're seeking, then they can be a disciple because Jesus meets them and fills in that gap. Jesus meets them where they are because the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus wasn't the only misfit that sought after Jesus. And he was certainly not the only misfit that Jesus sought out. In Jesus' 12 apostles, his 12 followers that were closest to him, that he trained and that traveled around with him, you had another tax collector, another one of those that was one of the crooks. And then on the other hand, you had a zealot who was completely against the government and was a revolutionary. They were sworn enemies. And they were both disciples because Jesus made them so. They were not defined by who they were or what they had done or what had been said about them or what they had said about themselves. They were defined by the grace of God. And in that grace of God, they could do something important. And so can we. So can we. There's a lot of folks sitting in sycamore trees. You may find yourself sitting in sycamore trees someday. But that's where Jesus makes his home. And looking up at each and every one of us when we are seeking, when we are lost, when we are struggling to know that we're children of God. And Jesus says, I'm coming into your house. I'm coming into your life. I'm coming into your heart. 
and you'll never be the same. Because with me, in my grace, you can do something important. You can serve because you're mine. Let us pray. God, I pray that for each and every person here today that we may know the power of your love, the power of your grace that calls us your children when we feel lost. I pray, God, that we may know that we can do something important, that we will find a place to serve you using our gifts and our graces, that we can find meaning, that we can find hope, and that we can find life anew in you, our Savior. Amen.